Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. Every episode, we explore this topic with men and women who have some incredible stories to share, and many have made sharing the reality of life after death their life's purpose. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today, we're talking to a good friend of mine, Darla Takayoshi. And Darla someone that I met at a course well, I, I'm not even sure if it was 12 or 13 years ago. It was a while ago. And even though we have never seen each other again face to face, we've maintained a friendship um, that we talk usually once a month. And um, we're both up to neat and creative things. And Darla is one of those people that every time we talk, I get inspired. Uh, she's done the medium course like I have. She's done all kinds of really interesting stuff and she's very creative and I love listening to her. She always opens my mind up with new experiences she's had and it dawned on me when we were talking today that she'd make the perfect guest because she she has done some medium work. She's had some cool experiences and just to have you meet my friend Darla. So hi Darla. Hi Sandra. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah what a great uh, introduction. I feel I feel the same about you. You're so uh, amazing and wonderful to talk to, and very positive. And anyway, I'm just happy to be here talking with you again. Yeah, I always feel good when I'm done talking with you. So, but it it hit me that um, when I was thinking about our call today, just as our friendly monthly call, like you would be the perfect guest because I don't know what happened before I met you, but one could imagine that you must have been on some kind of a soul searching that led you on to the path of, you know, spirituality and something led you to that medium course and something led you to, I know you had said meditation, but could you give, well, first tell everybody where you're talking to me from. I'm in Massachusetts and where are you? I'm in Washington, Washington State. State, yes, completely the opposite coast from me. And mm -hmm. yeah, tell us just a little bit about your story. Like, why, why are you even interested in this stuff? Well, I started my spiritual journey when I was about 30 years old. Mm -hmm. I took a meditation class, and I was pregnant with my first child at the time as well. And a um, well, a friend of mine had recently died, and it looked like, you know, that he had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I was in this meditation class, and this little thing was, like, in my face. Like, you know, I was, my eyes are closed, I'm meditating. This, it, it looked like it had a big head and a small body and kind of, I mean, looked like a little bug or something. It didn't look human, but... It was. Anyway, he's, he's waving his arms at me, trying to get my attention. And so I said to my meditation teacher, Some, someone is trying to get my attention. And she said, tell him to go away. You're busy right now. And you'll talk to him later. Oh, so I funny. did, and he left. Okay. Yeah. And so then later that night, I went home, and I was meditating. And I told him, okay, we can talk now. And so he came back, and it was my friend Frank, who had just recently died. And he told me, I did not kill myself. 
And then he said um, he had a a message for um, his old girlfriend, which was also a friend of mine. And he wanted me to tell her that he loved her and he forgives her. And then he told me he loved me and then he was gone. Hmm. And so um, I, I had called my friend and told her what he said. And she, you know, that she loved him and forgave him, or he loved her and forgave her. And she was so moved and had such a healing experience from that. And she was very grateful for that message. And then later, uh, we found out that, in fact, he did not kill himself, that someone else had killed him and just made it look that way. It was a a business deal gone bad. And, um, yeah, so, so that was really very interesting. Um, but that was my first experience talking with someone who was dead. So, um, and he from there I've had I just want to ask, he, did he appear, so you're meditating, so your mind's quiet. So this is like a, like a mental image that just kind of popped into your imagination, so to speak, right? Like all of a sudden there's right. a little guy there with a big head or, right. yeah, okay, I gotcha. Because I think... Mm-hmm. One of my misconceptions with mediums and stuff is I used to think, well, now I think all people are different, but I know when I've had the experiences of um, seeing someone, it looks just like my imagination. Like I can't differentiate, but sometimes, you know, when I'm seeing someone that I've never met before in my imagination, that's kind of a sign that this is something to pay attention to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was interesting because he didn't look like Frank. That you know, I mean, it looked really bizarre with his big head and this little body, and you know, it was just it was strange. So then to later find out, oh, it was Frank. Okay, so yeah, and then that um, amazing message from him. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, things don't always look like you think they're going to. Look. Yeah, and God only knows how it all works. You know, I I hear that it takes right. energy on their part to plant a picture in our minds so maybe that's all the energy he had was the big head and the little body (laughs) i don't know what what other experiences did you have after that well i had um a a friend from school uh, from high school that um so there was a group of us friends together and um these this one of the well the man and the woman they got married and um, high school sweethearts, and then we had, you know, been in touch over the years, but then hadn't seen him for a couple of years, and hadn't heard from him at all. And then um, we got um, an email from his wife saying that he had died, and so I was like, oh my gosh! And so I immediately I went and you know tuned in and started communicating with him, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, showed me that he he told me he'd killed himself and he did show me a gun to his head that he'd put a gun to his head and um then later that night he came back in a dream and um to give me more information that mm-hmm. he showed me that you know he had had a he'd had a girlfriend and uh, of course he's still married and he want he didn't want to give up either he wanted both the girlfriend and the wife and so, of course, the wife wasn't having that, and she wanted a divorce. Oh. And so so he, that was his reason for killing himself. Um, but later, we found out um, in talking with his wife 
that um, he was bipolar, and it was uh, like two years, those two years that we hadn't seen him was when the bipolar disorder really kicked in. And, you know, we didn't know he had it before, and they didn't know either, but it just, it just turned on big time, and he started being really different and not associating with his um, previous friends Mm -hmm. and just kind of became a totally different person. Um, But she told us that, yes, he did shoot himself and, and that the reason was because he had a girlfriend and, you know, he didn't want to give her up and wanted the whole family and all that. So, um, so it was very validating. Um, And also another weird Thing or interesting thing about that is that he hung out with me for several days just on my shoulder, just right over my shoulder, and appeared to me as a like a, a black uh, cloud, uh, like a rain cloud, mm-hmm. and just raining and raining. And it was, you know, it was like I just knew that was him. He was crying and crying. And he was telling me how upset he was because he was a very religious person in this lifetime. And it was totally against his religion to kill himself. Um, but of course he was bipolar and it, you know, things are different when you're not under medication and stuff when you're, um, with bipolar or other mental illness. So, um, anyway, so he was hanging out and feeling so bad about what he had done and, um, he saying that his family hates him and God hates him. And, and so I, I told him, well, your family is not happy about what you did, but underneath it all, they love you and God loves you and we love you and go to the light, you know, and I just, I had to convince him it took several days and finally he went and we went to the light and then he came back the next day but he was bright and shiny and happy and grateful for the help for, you know, for me helping him to cross over. And, and then he wanted to help me. And at the time I was like, go help your family, you know? Yeah. They need you more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he left and he went and, um, was with his family and, you know, he came back a couple of times and we chatted a bit. Um, how did he look to you when he came back from that rain cloud to, did you just see his face in your mind's eye? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So I could see, so it was him. And as I remembered him, his body, um, and, um, uh, mainly, I'd say mainly his face, but his body there too. And he was, it was a bright, like a goldeny, a yellowy, goldeny, bright, shiny color. And, um, and he was just so happy and so grateful and, yeah, it was amazing. A huge difference from, you know, the dark rain cloud crying over my shoulder. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about, um, I, I don't know if we want to use the word earthbound spirits because that sounds really creepy. But when I had taken the course with Doreen Virtue, um, she was saying that people that have like unfinished business or, um, regrets or, you know, things like that, that, you know, a lot of people think when we die, all of a sudden there we are in heaven or we're greeted with our loved ones and it's, you know, wonderful experience, but it's, I don't, it's not that for all souls. So can you talk a little bit about like where you think he was and then what do you mean that he went to the light and, in all that kind of world? 
Yeah, well, he, yeah, he was afraid to go to God, go to the light, um, because he didn't think that he could be forgiven for what he had done. You know, it was totally against his beliefs um, to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and also that, you know, for for having a girlfriend and, you know, where he had a wife and, and children at home, you know, and it just, everything that he had done was so against his belief system and um, against what he, you know, thinks that God wants for us to do. And so he didn't think that he could be forgiven. And um, so he, he was hanging around here afraid to go because there was, in his mind, there was no reason to go. Ah, so we hear these stories that when people die, that they're called to the light, you know, and so if you have a real heavy heart like that, um, you can actually make the choice not to, right? Right, yeah, you can hang around, you can hang around here and um, be tortured, or, you know, I mean, in his situation, he was really feeling tortured, you know, with, with the decisions he made and everything. And um, really there was no reason to stay around and continue to be in pain because as soon as he went to the light and was with God, then, you know, he came back and he was, he was so happy and realized, wow, I had nothing to be afraid of. Can I share with you something that happened to me? I haven't told too many people this story. Um, yeah. But when my dad had died, I mean, you know about my family story. My siblings and I were fighting like crazy, and um, and it was really, really a tough, tough, tough time. Worst I've ever had, not only losing dad, but, you know, we've all heard of families having fights um, mm-hmm. around to death and it was as as hard as one could imagine and um, so dad ended up dying he had cancer and a friend of mine um, his name is Joey Korn and he's somebody who teaches dowsing you know using dowsing rods to find mm-hmm. energy and stuff well he contacted me and he said now I had been in contact with him about dad uh was not well and can you send prayers and things like that well dad I mean Joey had emailed me and he said I know your dad has passed right so that was number one that he knew that psychically he said two he says your dad is not going to the light he says he's so afraid of the fighting that you're having with your siblings and how awful it is and he's so worried he says Sandra all I can request and he says this might sound really crazy but he says I want you to sit in a chair and have an empty chair in front of you and visualize your dad in that chair and have a conversation with him let him know it's going to be all right Um, let him know that he doesn't have to worry about this that he can still come back and visit but where he needs to do what he needs to do is go through the light that um you know, he he can't do anything where he is and that it's important for him to know that I'm going to take care of this. So Darla, you know, I got this email from Joey and I thought, uh, all right, you know, kind of a weird request, but I did it because I, everything that I've learned, you know, that, that the possibility of 
this middle world does exist and so I looked at this empty chair and I just visualized my dad in it and I said dad you know I don't have the answers but I I love my siblings I do and um, at that point I was getting an instinct that all of this rage and anger that happens um, had had did have something to do with grief and I said I don't have the answers but I said I promise you that I'm going to make this better I'm going to you know I'm going to work this out that we we're going to come back together as a family um, and I promise you I promise you and I just I reached out to this empty space where the chair was and I just gave him a hug and I said I love you and I said just go to the light and you can come back anytime and you know um, but it's just not a great place where you are now and so Darla again I feel like I'm talking to myself well at that time I hear a ding on the computer and it's Joey sending me an email he says I just saw your dad went through the light so it was so mind-blowing because now Joey was in um, Georgia I'm in Danbury Connecticut and Joey knows what's going on and all I could take from that is that this really is the real deal and you know I've got to be honest my family situation hasn't healed but out of that you know I found so much reason for grief so much so much of this world and I've really made it my life's purpose not only to heal my family but to um, share this information about what happens with grief with others and what happens in our brain and what makes us all so crazy and uh, you know so I'm I'm really committed to fulfilling on that so yeah uh, that's a great story yeah and I haven't really actually thought about it since dad died but when Joey told me that and then all of a sudden ding the um, email comes through that he saw that dad went through the light and you know since then I feel like my dad's helped me write the book I feel like he's right along with us with this show you know often I'm sitting on the couch and I just feel like he's sitting next to me and um, one of one of the things that convinces me that um, it's a real deceased person or a person that's crossed over that I'm seeing in my mind's eye is that like if I just try to picture my dad right now yeah I kind of get an image of him of like what he looked like before he died but when I have those moments that I feel like he's with me it's like I can tell what he's wearing I can tell what shoes he has on he comes across um, he's come across like different ages and healthy and smiling and like I can almost feel like I'm holding his hand or something and it just in my imagination I can't look head to toe and see somebody it's like I'm creating them but when I'm having one of those experiences it's like oh I can tell what what he's wearing so I don't know it's very cool thanks for letting me share that I forgot about it and um oh that was that was a hard 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 day (sighs) yeah difficult yeah Mm -hmm. so what other stories do you have because I I like listening to you Mm -hmm. Well, there was um, a woman whose um, 22-year-old daughter had died, and they didn't know what happened. Just all of a sudden, she was dead, and um, and she she wasn't at home. She was, you know, away. And so, I I tuned in to her, and I got that uh, an older man named John was there helping her. Uh, so he, he met her and is helping her with the transition mm-hmm. and that um, she, uh, 
she had had, she told me that she'd had like one or two beers, you know, nothing. She wasn't, she wasn't, um, intoxicated. She wasn't, um, you know, trying to hurt herself or anything. And, uh, she said that the, uh, that she had a congenital heart defect and that's why she died. And, uh, also she said, um, tell Scott, I love him. Okay. And, you know, I, I didn't know any of this stuff, but as I told the mother, as I told this girl's mother about it, she said, um, that Scott was her, uh, was this girl's, uh, brother. And so she was, and she loved him very much. This is the mother was telling me that they were very close. And so, um, that was, you know, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that she did, she confirmed, the mother confirmed that her daughter did have a congenital heart defect and was not expected to live past the age of three or four, but she was 22 when she finally died. Wow. And also uh, confirmed John was um, an uncle of her daughter. So um, John was there, her uncle, helping her to make this transition. So, and also when the coroner's report came back that they did confirm that she did have a small amount of alcohol in her system and that she did die of a congenital heart defect. So, amazing. Amazing. So you have no doubt, do you, that life after death is real? It's absolutely real. I've had too many experiences for it to not be real. Yeah, I'm sure you have others and you're telling us three of them is that correct right yes yes did you you took the course with Doreen Virtue like I did did you go on to doing um, medium readings on people um yeah I did some and oh I'll tell you um when I was in the mediumship course with Doreen Virtue and we did um readings on you know our classmates Mm -hmm. so the the first reading I did was um, a girl in the class. So her grandma, called Nana, came through loud and clear and said that um, she loved sweets, she uh, died of a heart attack, and that her granddaughter, which was the one in the class, had a locket or brooch of, of hers that she kept on top of an old wooden dresser. And I saw this old wooden dresser. And... So when I told the the girl in the class, she was like, yes, that is absolutely right. My, because I got the name Nana, which, you know, which was this, I mean, it just came up, right? So, um, yeah, that it was totally Nana loved sweets, died of a heart attack, and that this, her granddaughter there in the class had the, um, it was a locket that belonged to her grandma. And she kept it on top of an old wooden dresser. Wow! So I was I was blown away at that point. So did other people look at you and do the same thing? Tell you? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of the people in the class were getting amazing things um, that you would not know. You wouldn't know otherwise. So yeah, yeah. It, it's so easy to think that things can't be true or. Um... It, like you can think generalizations of people say, oh, your grandmother's with you and she loves you very much. Well, 
yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that's all. I'm sure there's some people out there that are con artists, but I think to know such specifics, there can't be any other way. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and then what? So now here's the question. So you believe in life after death and that's all well and good. Um, what do you think, because you believe in this, that it's like made available in your life? Or do you think you're living a different kind of life knowing that death is an illusion? Yeah. So this, um, you know, I just, I don't take myself or life so seriously anymore. And that's not to say that I don't get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, you know, entanglement of this illusion that we call life. Mm -hmm. um, and when I do, when I do notice that I'm getting caught up in something, then I will just, you know, pull back and remember, oh, yeah, it's, this is, it's just an illusion. This is a game we're playing, you know, or this is a, a movie we're making kind of a thing. And just, uh, just realize that it's okay. And, you know, especially with the, um, the friend of, from high school who ended up, you know, killing himself mm -hmm. and didn't, was too afraid to go to the light. When he finally did go, even after all that he had done and been through, then he went and he was forgiven. And, you know, it's like, there's, there's just no reason to get so caught up in it because it's not, <laughs> it's not that big a deal really. But, um, in, and, and also with the, um, with, with what I try and focus on is the experiences that I want to have in this life. While I have this physical body, what do I want to experience? You know, love, joy, uh, passion, creativity, you know, good, maybe traveling to amazing places, um, swimming with the dolphins, whatever it is that, that is fulfilling and joyful to me, that's what I put my energy on and, you know, realizing we are all souls evolving and when we make a mistake or, um, you know, get upset about something or whatever, then I just try and remember we are all souls evolving. We're learning, we're growing, whether we're here on this planet Earth or when we go to the other side, we still are learning and growing on the other side. Wow. All very good yeah. information. And I, and I think too, I've met a lot of people recently that have had a loved one commit suicide. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I personally just think that a person like, see, if we're not in somebody else's shoes, we can't understand the decisions they make. So I, I really Fine. feel that, um, you know, so many people say, Oh, it's terrible. It's bad. It's wrong to commit suicide. But and I'm not condoning it, but I'm just thinking you must be in a really deep, painful place to feel that that's your only option. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So whether some, I know some people have different medications that can cause their brain to be different and be depressed. There's, there's people that are bipolar and not on medication and there's so many things. So if we do have a loved one or somebody we know, that has taken their own life. Do you have any advice? Maybe even, um, you, obviously we can still talk to the people. Anything in case they are hanging around or any other thoughts about being compassionate? 
anything you got? Um, yeah, I would just say um, definitely be compassionate and uh, do your best to convince them that they're, it, it's not that they're being damned to an eternal hell. They're not. It's, it's God has so much grace and so much love and forgiveness for all of us. And it's, there's just no reason to be tormented. And, you know, it's it just convince them to, to go, just go to the, go to God, go to the light and, and everything will be fine. Yeah. That's really nice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even some of us are going through some really awful times right now or sadness or you can't understand life. And, um, now, would you believe, Darla, that everything's got a purpose or maybe, I, I don't know yet if there's destiny and if um, I signed up for every single thing that's happening, but I do know that everything I experience somehow helps me to grow and to learn. And even looking back on my own life, as awful as things have been different times, even from the death of my dad came out like the greatest thing is right. having my book and being able to share that and even creating this show. So any advice for people that are going through some really dismal times right now? Yeah, well, I think that, um, I think that everything that does happen to us does happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what we do with it, what we choose to do with the, with whatever is going on and coming up in our life. That may seem like a horrible thing, like with you, the turning your dad's death and, and the um, all of that you've gone through into this amazing book that is going out there and helping so many people. Um, so yeah, it's just it. What I find useful for me is when something difficult's happening, I just kind of take a step back and kind of mm, it's hard to explain, but kind of like out of my body and just kind of have more of a like a spiritual perspective on it mm-hmm. and knowing that there's so much more going on than just what we're doing here you know this this play this game of life there's so much more um beyond it and just look at it from a, a more neutral neutral spiritual perspective um take the emotion out of it and see what what why is this happening what could I possibly learn from this and how can I make it this better? Great advice. What can I do better? Yeah. So Darla, I told you it'd be about a half hour and it has been. It yeah. went by fast, didn't it? It did. <laughs> and I can tell you, our listener, that Darla to me is somebody who's always up to something cool. So I think, you know, and Darla, this is what I see of you. Like you always have new interests, new passions, and you fulfill upon them. You just took a, a watercolor class and um, you've taken some really bizarre, fun, cool things. You have done the swimming with the dolphins. It's just there. You're a living demonstration that you can go after your dreams and make things happen. And I think um, that's really refreshing. You don't have to be locked into your nine to five job and this is how it is you know and then also what I see about you Darla is that when you learn something um, 
you give it back? Because, I mean, you're a massage therapist, right? I, I can't yeah. even remember the whole world of the things that you've done. <laughs> yeah. um, and in all the different modalities of healing and all that stuff. And um, after the show, I, I can ask you, because I'm you know, not going to broadcast your email address or your phone number, but I, I've created a web page um, called we don't die radio.com. And what I'm doing is putting a little blurb on each guest. And if there is something that you're up to that you want to share with people and um, you know, we can do that. Or if you're, taking on clients for anything or whatever. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause you just never, good. you just never know what Darla's up to, but she's awesome. So anyways, that's, we don't die radio.com. And so Darla, I've got to wrap this up. So I'm going to thank Darla Takayoshi for spending this last half hour with us. And, um, and a sincere thank you just for our friendship because you've kept me going on some of the darkest times and uh, you've helped me, believe I'm more than just this body you've helped me put my life in perspective and some of those dark times I know we've celebrated some fun stuff together and um, I can only hope I do for you what you do for me and you just really keep me grounded so my commitment is that you know within the next six months we actually see each other face to face and give each other a big hug because I think that would be fun but thank you for your friendship absolutely thank you for your friendship you are all, all that I am to you, you are to me as well. Thanks. You're an amazing, amazing person, and I really cherish our friendship. Yeah, I do too. And we have fun, you know. I mean, we can talk about mm-hmm. big things and little things, and we can just simply have fun. So it's refreshing. And I really hope that this is what this radio show does for all of us and just inspires us re- get a little sense that there really is a bigger picture. So I hope I've fulfilled upon that. So in closing, I'm going to say one of my most favorite quotes from Neil Donald Walsh, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So stretch out of uh, your limits and do something new today. Even maybe try a different food or something new that you normally haven't and just see what kind of results take place. So I invite you to do that. I'm Sandra Champlain. I believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So thanks for listening and see you soon.